Let's go around the NBA and pay attention to injuries. It is an injury update show, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I only eat food out of the congealed group. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b-ball, on TikTok at redrock underscore b-ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. So like I said, we're here to go through all 30 teams with an injury update. Um... Injury reporting is annoying at times, so we're going to have some stuff that isn't uh, accurate because that's how NBA teams provide it to us. We can't really do much more than that. But let's go into it and let's start looking. And we'll start in Atlanta where we did get the news a day or so ago about Jalen Johnson and his wrist issue. Apparently, there is a small fracture. We're looking at six to eight weeks for a return for Jalen, which puts him a little bit after Christmas around the start of the new year around that time. We've got him at the 3rd of January as a return. Again, these things are a lot of them estimations from us, um, and we'll see exactly where we go uh, with those injuries. We'll just keep updating as we know more. Muhammad Gay is dealing with a back problem, stress fracture in his back, looking mid-December for him, and Kobe Bufkin's thumb puts him early January to not that Gay and Bufkin, two rookies, were going to be part of the rotation, but Johnson obviously is. We saw yesterday that Bay started. He is an ad. Bogdanovich is an ad, and you can look at Hunter as well, who went off yesterday, but Hunter is obviously very up and down as a player. We also saw Onyeka Okongwu play 27 to Capella's 21 minutes. I don't know that that's a Johnson thing or not. We will find out whether they want to lean more on Okongwu without Jalen. One game sample doesn't tell everything, and we'll see how that exactly looks. On the Boston Celtics, Christos Porzingis is dealing with a calf issue. He's out at least a week, but as I've stated multiple times, this is the best time for an injury for Porzingis. Two games this week, two games next week. All right, so we're assuming at this point he's going to miss this week, so maybe he's back next week. Now, the dates for next week are a little bit off as well because I don't know when teams play because the schedule's not out in week seven. Um, so Porzingis was out for this week at least, and then Drew Holiday is questionable for this week. They started Delano Banton in Holiday's place. We wouldn't add Banton in that scenario. The guys we look to stream are Al Horford, um, Sam Hauser, and then we trickle down to maybe Cater, maybe Cornette, and maybe um, Peyton Pritchard, but those guys are, are a little bit up and down in terms of production. For Brooklyn, a few injuries on this list. The Ben Simmons one, your guess is as good as mine as to when he comes back. We've got him mid-December. It's about the same date we've had him this whole time, even though they told us it'd be three games, but surely, clearly it's not. Like That's where we're at with him. Cam Thomas might be back this week, maybe end of this week for Cam. We don't, Again, we don't know that, but it does appear that he is coming pretty close to his return. His return will heavily impact Lonnie Walker. It'll heavily impact Spencer Dinwiddie. Probably impact Bridges as well, to be honest. Nick Claxton missed last game with an ankle injury when he was ruled probable and then questionable and then out. So I don't know what happens there. We've got big, big minutes from Dayron Sharp. I don't think I'm going to get rug pulled again by the Dayron Sharp situation, but he's at least streamable. Cam Johnson left last game with cramps. He's fine. 
Dennis Smith with an ankles missed the last few games. He would have been really solid value, but, you know, of course, he's not playing. Of course he's not. The Charlotte Hornets, here's the big one, and you want an update, and I don't actually have much of an update on LaMelo Ball, unfortunately. What we do know is he did have an x-ray, and it was negative, which is good because last season, the injury that finished his season was a fracture in his ankle. So that's good. No fractures. But we don't have any other news. We don't know how long he's going to be out, if he's going to be out, any of that sort of stuff. So we'll see exactly um, what they're doing. Well, they're doing an MRI on it. I'm, I'm guessing at the moment, all I've done is rule him out for this week. I I do expect that he's going to be longer. I do expect two weeks here for um, Lamelo. Don't add Ish Smith. Don't add Teo Maladon. Your guys are going to be Rogier. Like if Haywood Washington or um, Brandon Miller are on the wire, they're the guys you add. They're the guys who will step up. I would guess it's not necessarily a strict positional thing. Ish will get some assists, which makes him a deeper league player. Cody Martin, I put a date there, but I might as well just put two big middle fingers saying like, hey, up yours, NBA community, because this Hornets tell us nothing about Cody Martin. He had, what's he played three games in two years? And we get no updates whatsoever. What's wrong with the guy? Huh? No idea. They don't tell us shit. It's annoying. I like Cody Martin as a player. It'd be good to get some info. Frankie Nilakina may be back at the end of the week. Again, we don't care. Even though Lamelo is probably going to be out, we don't care. Nick Richards with a concussion, he is questionable, I guess. Maybe he returns, maybe he doesn't. But that will have an impact also on um, how much PJ plays at center. The other one is James Booknight, who is questionable with a knee injury. Um, cool, don't care, not going to play. He's useless. Let's um, go to the Chicago Bulls now. Zach Levine and Alex Caruso are both questionable for their next game. Caruso with a toe issue, Levine with a foot issue. This team is, again, I dubbed them the Disgusting Brothers. Not many families have 18 brothers on them that are all disgusting, but this team does. And there they are. They're all there. They're bad. The organization stinks. Everything about them is dreadful. And they get ready to get punched on, Chicago, because you're a new punching bag for being so bad. Make a move. Blow something up. Do something good. As for these guys being out, Pat Williams did step up last game, and I don't mind a stream of him if these guys are out, but that's really about it. And of course, Kobe White has been playing really well, and he should be on a 12-team league roster. Let us go to Cleveland. We haven't had any update on Ricky Rubio. I am moving to the spot where I don't think Rubio is going to play this season, but I'm not sure. Uh, I've got him tentatively there as the return of the end of January, but, but who knows. Um, Milk is dealing with that ankle problem. He's questionable, but I would have to expect that he is behind Craig Porter in the rotation. And Craig Porter played zero minutes yesterday. So yeah, we don't worry about Milk too much. And then Dean Wade, one of the biggest do less with more guys in the NBA. He's missed a couple with an ankle problem. We don't worry about Wadey in most leagues. For Dallas, we got news on Luka Doncic, which was good. It was also really confusing because Luka had a, a comment and said, yeah, like the initial um, x-ray said it, were, it was broken, but uh, I don't believe it is. And you go, what? What are you talking about, Luka? You got a broken thumb. But apparently he doesn't have a broken thumb. He's got a sprain and he's available to play. Well, he's probable. So good news. Derek Lively is officially questionable with his back issue. Rashawn Holmes started last game, was dreadful. Lively should be rostered in 12-team leagues. Holmes, uh, I have Holmes on a couple of teams. I would, I'm would, i going to drop him. He's done. See you later. And Muxy Kleber's maybe a game or two away from returning. He hasn't really been able to get healthy the last couple of years, nor has he been able to get to 20 minutes this season. For the Denver Nuggets, Jamal Murray looks like he might be back, not today, but for their next game. That's possible for him. While Aaron Gordon is out on Monday, but we're maybe thinking he returns on the 11th, but there is opportunities for this team missing two starters on Monday. 
They also currently have Nikola Jokic questionable with a back issue. So they could be just full sitting guys opening up a bunch of stuff for a Peyton Watson, who is also probable with an illness, but Julian Strouders and Reggie Jacksons and um, DeAndre Jordan, if you're looking for rebounds. Honestly, look, he might play. He was their backup center over Zeke Nagy last game. So there are some things that they could do. They might be pretty bad, but there are some things that they can do there that you'll need to pay attention to. That's for Monday's action. But it does look like that Murray will be returning for their next game after that, which of course is great news. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. As the weather gets colder, the offers on FanDuel stay hot. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Maybe you had a smart bet and you placed it on a, um, a bull's loss. Or you just, to be more accurate, you picked the team that were playing the Bulls to win on the money line. You get your bonus bets. Love it. $150. We love that. And then you can use that on so many other things. You could have done a futures bet on the Bulls uh, season win total under. You could look at the Bulls playoff odds and say no and use your bonus bets on that. You could use first coach to be fired. Billy Donovan. Won't be that because they're they're cheap and they won't pay the the fee after they extended Billy Donovan. Of course, they won't do that. But there's spreads and player props and over-unders and parlays and all that sort of stuff. Over at FanDuel. So if you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on, you can get in on the NFL, NBA, and all sports action. FanDuel is, of course, an official partner of the NFL, and don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let us bang straight back in with one of my other favorite teams, the Detroit Pistons. We maybe are getting Boyan Bogdanovich back. Like, who knows? I don't know. Because he practiced uh, last Thursday, and now he's missed two games since then. So... Is this team shenaniganizing? No, never, never. We'll see when Boyan comes back what on earth happens with the rotations. Um, for the love of God, I pray that they just put Isaiah Stewart to the bench, but they won't. So we'll see exactly what happens there. I do think that Boyan, at least in category leagues, is worth grabbing. Points, it's a little bit iffy, but don't mind it. Monte Morris is out until January with his quad issue. Does he even play for this team ever? Or do they move on from him? What a weird season it's been there already. Um, big game for the Pistons today. They play the Wizards. If they don't win this game against Washington, they not might not win a game until 2024. Actually, legit serious. They might not win another game this calendar year. Big game. Joe Harris um, dealing with a shoulder problem. His return maybe is coming middle of the week, but I don't think he's going to be much of a rotation player, especially with Isaiah Livers back. We can bang through the next one because the Golden State Warriors are healthy. Yes, they are. Draymond Green is back from suspension. There you go. They're all ready to go. The Houston Rockets have one bloke who is currently injured. That is Amen Thompson. So we're looking at him probably next week to return from that ankle problem. But there are you. I know that someone will be watching this and go, Josh, I actually have a question. Um, do we stash Amen Thompson? And the answer is no. I, I love Amen Thompson. I think he's really, really good. I think he's still. I think he's going to be better than Asar Thompson. I think he's going to be maybe the second best player of this draft class. I really like him. There is no clear path for big minutes on this team. It's, it's very hard, unless you've got an extended bench situation, it's very hard to have a Men Thompson and sit him there where the only path for him to play big minutes is probably two injuries in the starting lineup, at least one. You need Fred or Jalen Green to go down for him to get minutes, and then he's going to have some percentage issues for sure. So no, he's not a stash. Houston is done. Good save. Indiana, Aaron Neesmith with a wrist issue. Started, played one game, then got injured, and Obi Toppin went back into the starting lineup. How they use the Neesmith-Toppin situation will be interesting. If your league goes anything deeper than 160 players, you probably want to look at Neesmith. It's probably more 14-team leaguers, but he's not a super, super appealing 12-team league player. For the Clippers, we've only got two injuries on the list. Kawhi and PG, mate, flying. 
They've played every game. Mason Plumley out until the beginning of January. So Daniel Tice moves into at least stream territory and deeper league guy. Well, BJ Boston probably looking maybe this week, but I don't know. He hasn't played all season. There's no rotation role there for him, which is frustrating because I do think that BJ can be good. The Lakers. Rui Hachimura is out with this nose issue probably until the end of the week. Same as Gabe Vincent with his knee problem. They are two rotation players. So when you think about the value of guys like Christian Wood, Cam Reddish, understand that, well, you've got even Jared Vanderbilt Bar who might come back this week. They are three players who are out, who have to come back and will be a part of the rotation. So that will impact the minutes of all of these guys. I don't think that you want Hachimura in 12s. I don't think you want Vincent in 12s. And I don't think you want Vanderbilt in 12s. In 14-team leagues, I can see all of them having a place. And when they do come back, I don't think that means that Cam Reddish can stick as a 12-team league player. He's currently questionable after missing the last couple with a groin problem. Um, His steals have been really solid. I think he can remain a steal streamer, but I don't think there's much more than that. For the Memphis Grizzlies, Ja Morant, the suspension date hasn't changed. It's the twelfth, uh, the nineteenth of December. We've also got Marcus Smart and Jake Laravia expected to return around the same time. Xavier Tillman with a knee. They've said he's week to week, so this is again top three shit teams in injury reporting. It's them, it's Charlotte, and it's probably Orlando are the worst. Tell me who else is a terrible injury reporting team. These are probably the three worst, unless I'm missing someone. Charlotte, Memphis, Orlando, the shittest. It's, and it's helped um, Charlotte immensely to be so bad at injury reporting. Look at how good they've been. It's been such a big, big uh, bonus for them. It's going well for Memphis too. Xavier Tillman, they said he was week to week. Biombo's not it, obviously. He's not a 30-plus minute a night, every, every night starter. Tillman is a better player and had a really rough start to the season, but I wouldn't bother stashing him, but I'd be very closely monitoring his production when he returns. The Duck, Luke Kennard, is dealing with a knee problem. We're looking at maybe another week or so for him, but he'd just be a three streamer. And then Brandon Clark, we're looking at March. And when he comes back, minutes restriction, games off for back-to-backs, not worth a hold. Like, I, I don't think it's going to be enough there. And that team might be in full disaster mode by that period. The Miami Heat, we're getting closer to a return for Tyler Hero with the ankle problem. Maybe that's just this week and then he's back next week. I think that's possible. He looked, um, there was some footage of him without a brace on. He looked all right. He was moving okay, so that's good. Uh, Roderick Hampton with a knee problem. He's not a rotation piece anyway, but maybe he's back this week. Jim Butler, Duncan Robinson, and Haywood Highsmith are all questionable. Uh, Good news for Robinson. If he was dropped, go and add him. Jimmy Butler, I think we're going to have a lot of ups and downs for him this season, unfortunately. And Highsmith was good last game, but I don't trust it at all. And Bam Adebayo with a hip problem. He was a back-to-back, so it was a bullshit injury. So he'll be fine and ready to go, I am guessing, for their next contest. Today's episode is also brought to you by PriceFix. PriceFix is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because you and the numbers, that is it. Just a duo. It's you versus numbers. You don't have to worry about this big group situation with all these people and their lineups and their salary caps and their spreadsheets and their algorithms. It's you and the numbers. And you just sit there and you look at each other, stare each other down, and the numbers stare back, and then you say less. And then you get it. And you bang on. You get up to six of those individual player projections, put them into an entry, and you can win up to six times your entry fee back. You can do it for many different sports. You can even go and check out the picks of popular price picks legend Meek Mill in their, uh, what's it called? Their celebrities tab? No, that's not what it's called. In their, no, not specials league. What's it called? The promos tab of community plays. Meek Mill's out there throwing out his mores and lesses. It's, it's, all the stuff is over there on Price Picks. We love it. And it's so easy to put a lineup in. You can do that um, very, very fast, under 60 seconds, in fact. Go to pricepicks.com 
slash locked on NBA and use the code locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. The code is locked on NBA and you get a first deposit match up to $100. Prizepicks is daily fantasy made easy. Okay, let's bang through the rest of these teams. We are over halfway through the NBA injury report for Milwaukee. It is just um, all-caps legend Jay Crowder with a groin issue that is going to keep him out to the middle of January. And then Chris Middleton with an Achilles. He's questionable for the next game. There are a lot of questions about dropping Chris Middleton. It's been a shocking season so far. I would 100% be holding him. But if the Achilles lingers on and then he goes back to a 20-minute limit, then it does become hard. Yeah, absolutely. For the um, Minnesota Timberwolves, Jaden McDaniels, we're looking at at least another week or two there. For his ankle, I don't believe he's a 12-team hold. Jordan McLaughlin to the middle of January, uh, middle of December, sorry, with a knee problem. Not a rotation guy most nights anyway. And then Jalen Clark, he's a March return from Achilles tear. He's a two-way second-round rookie. So, yeah. Um, once Jalen Clarkson on the injury report, I doubt we're talking about him. For the Pelicans, we're getting some good news here. CJ McCollum is going to return, not uh, today, but in the next game. So the Dyson Daniels, Jordan Hawkins dream is likely over. And then we're going to get Trey Murphy and Matt Ryan returning, maybe the end of the week. The initial report on Trey Murphy was middle of November to start of December. And as always, knee surgery, knee-related injuries, you always want to push the back end. That's what she said. You always want to hit the back end of those dates. No matter what the player says, no matter what Woj says, no matter what happens, if you just choose the back end of those time frames and even put a little bit onto it, you're going to be right more often than not. And again, it's coming true. And there are exceptions, but more often than not is what we're aiming for when we're talking fantasy. So Trey is probably going to be back at the end of this week, but it's probably more likely for next week. And then we get into a whole shit show scenario. Where does Trey fit? Does it impact Herb? I'm not sure it does. But it does impact Hawkins, Marshall, and Dyson Daniels, the dustbuster, quite a bit. Matt Ryan probably isn't in the rotation once Trey and CJ return. The New York Knickerbockers, they have no injuries currently. Good for them. And the Oklahoma City Thunder also have no current injuries or um, absences at this point. For the Orlando Magic, it's Markel Fultz. Is he coming back? They tell us nothing. He's got knee soreness, which happened twice in like warm-ups. Um, I've got a date there of the 2nd of December, but I don't know. I have no idea because they don't tell us anything. Anthony Black will continue to start. Cole Anthony will continue to be a little bit better. Jalen Suggs will be better. And those guys are 12-team league guys, not Anthony Black. Suggs and Anthony. And then you can uh, see what happens when Fultz returns. It's getting harder and harder to hold Fultz, and I don't mind if you drop him. We could also be getting Wendell Carter Jr. back towards the end of this week. And this sentiment, I tweeted this out earlier today. This sentiment has popped up a couple of times. I have been asked... And I've also been told this by people. Now, when I say told, not insiders or team people, people who just are fans of the game and just say, Josh, uh, Goga's just going to start over Wendell. Or people asking, why wouldn't they just start Goga over Wendell? Anything is possible, right? Anything is possible. They have been quite good. I think nine and two since Wendell went down. But I would be staggered if Goga Badadze started over Wendell Carter when he returns. Long term. Now, maybe in the first game back, Wendell comes off the bench. That is possible. But people go, why not? Like, Goga's fine as a starter. He's starting, right? But he's playing 20 minutes a night. He's not playing as a full-time starter. Him and Mo Wagner are sharing the minutes. Some games, Mo is better. Some games, Goga is better. Goga is not in there playing 28, 30 minutes a night. He's not. He's not playing like a full-time starter. I can't rule it out that they would start Goga and then put Wendell to the reserve role and... 
what, not play Mo Wagner at all? But what would that mean? That Goga would play 20 minutes and Wendell would play 20 off the bench? What's the point of that? Like, Goga is not playing 30 minutes. He's playing 20, 21, 22. Some nights, it's been two 30-minute games. All right, so I honestly, I think it's a 2% chance that Goga Badadze starts over Wendell Carter. I honestly think it's like a 25% chance that Goga even remains in the rotation ahead of Mo Wagner. But I don't know about that one. Just because someone is starting and they're playing well does not mean that that guy is the is this huge part of their their plans as they move forward. It could be, it could be, but the, also part of the reason that he started was because they liked Mo Wagner scoring in the second unit. I don't know, but anyway, we're going to get the answer pretty soon. Johnny Isaac missed the last game with the ankle problem. His minutes have already pushed back down, and we do not need to hold him for the Philadelphia 76ers. Cali Ubre, BMX Bandit himself, maybe comes back towards the end of this week with the rib issue. You do want him in a 12-team league, but if we reconvene on this issue in two weeks, I might say that he's probably a drop. That is possible. Nah, man, Ubre's really good. He's okay. He's okay. We'll see what it all what all happens. Um, we'll see where they move. I assume that he starts, but there's no guarantee because they have very limited shot creation, and having his shot creation on the bench might actually be useful. But I would add him, and then we see where it goes. Daniel House and Jaden Springer are out for their game today, so they might return for the next one. But especially with House, we don't care. For Springer, he's sort of been up and down, and I really want a big-time opportunity for him. It's just not going to come. For the Phoenix Suns, Brad Beal, we're looking middle of December for him to return. It's been terrible for him this season. I think it's going to continue to be frustrating all season. And honestly, this looks like a dreadful pick when you got him in the 50s or 60s because, again, we had zero idea that he had this back problem. We just didn't know, and that's what's a frustrating thing. And sometimes you make a draft pick, and it's shit, and you've got actually no reason to blame yourself for it. So I picked him. Terrible. What am I going to do about it? I, I can't do anything. And unfortunately, we just... I, I don't know. Someone may have said this at some point in our, in our lives. I, you might have heard this. You can't predict injuries. You just can't. And unfortunately, we got dicked with this one. Damian Lee, middle of um, December. I guess he would be a rotation player. And that would further push Jordan Goodwin down. Kevin Durant and Grayson Allen both missed the last game. I would expect that both of those guys return next game. And then that reduces the Keita Bates-Diop and uh, Joshi Okoge and any of those guys that you may have uh, decided you wanted to have a crack at. For the Minnesota, not the Minnesota, Jesus Christ, the Portland Trailblazers, Anthony Simons was still looking middle of December. Uh, we've got 19th as a projected return date. We'll see what happens. This team still has a lot of flux happening because Scoot can or should start over Brogdon again soon. And we'll see what happens to Brogdon. We'll see what happens to Sharp. We'll see what happens to Scoot when Simons returns. We've got a little bit of time on that, though. And all those guys remain rosterable. Ish Wainwright's out till about Christmas with a knee problem. He wasn't playing anyway. For Sacramento, Keegan Murray has been upgraded to questionable with that back problem. So he should be back in the lineup. That will reduce what Harrison Barnes has been doing, which has been really good. It will hopefully, thankfully, mercifully take Chris Duarte out of the starting lineup. Alex Len is uh, out until middle of January with an ankle problem. So Trey Lyles and JaVale McGee get the backup center minutes. And Keon Ellis, who had supplanted Davion Mitchell in the lineup, he's missed with an ankle problem. Not necessarily sure he gets the, the rollback, but it doesn't really matter at this point. For the Spurs, only injury on that list is Jeremy Sohan with knee soreness. It wasn't an acute injury. It could have been a fake knee soreness issue. I don't know, but he had some knee issues last season too. If Sohan is out, Trey Jones is an ad, but also remember, Trey Jones started all of last season and to call him mid would have been a compliment. He was fine. He was all right. He was very back end and he just wasn't that good. So you could add him and it might be useful, but I, I don't think that they are abandoning Sohan a point guard for as bad as you might think it is. And it has been bad. I don't think that it's getting abandoned anytime soon. 
But if Sohan is out, then we do add Trey Jones. Understanding that the upside is low. Um, the Toronto Raptors, the only guy on the injury report currently is Christian Coloco with whatever this illness is. The poor guy has tuberculosis or something. Hopefully uh, he's okay. He's not going to play, but hopefully he's okay. And for the Jazz, Lowry Markin with the hamstring injury. He is out again today. Um, their lineups, anyone's guess? Like, are they going to go back to Simone Fontecchio? Is Kelly Olynyk going to start? Is Walker Kessler going to push in? I, I don't know. Jordan Clarkson returns. So we're going to get another um, like name out of a hat starting lineup. Not great for marketing. We know that hamstrings can linger. We know the M- NBA is terrible at managing them. I have got 29th of November there for him, but I probably would be more comfortable now that he's missed two games of ruling him out for at least a week. But, you know, they wouldn't tell us that, would they? That'd be too much competitive advantage to give away for the shitful Utah Jazz. And lastly, we look at the Washington Wizards, DeLon Wright. Sorry, DeLon Wright. Why do I say that wrong every time? DeLon Wright out until around the middle to end of December with a knee problem. Um, Ryan Rollins similarly to the middle of December with a knee issue. And then Geordie Poole is questionable um, with an ankle. Now, is Poole, let me have a look at this. Is Poole out or not? Um, I don't think he is. He's questionable for that. I don't know why I didn't write questionable there. So Poole is questionable. Hopefully he is ready to go. With Wright and Rollins out, we've got enough examples to see what happens. It's more minutes for Bilal. It's... um. A little bit more for Kispert. It's a little bit more stability for Tyus Jones, and we have seen that play out many times already. And that is an injury report banged out in 25 minutes. Don't know how it happened, but it did. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, and on YouTube. Thumb it up. Leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.